Good morning, afternoon, good evening, our Mary. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We're back. We're back on a regular schedule. I swear for real this time. It's not like we can move again. <laughs> Everything should, in fact, be right as it should. And here's what I will assure you. I am not going to talk about the Supreme Court, court decision. We're getting enough of that elsewhere. I will say this much, though. Just don't go on Twitter. There's some crazy people on Twitter. Not all of them, but man, there are some super crazies. What I will talk about, though, is this little gem. I give you... Diablo Immortal banned in China. <gasps> My God, their predatory microtransactions have gotten them banned in China. No way. It finally happened. They're so bad. Even China wants nothing to do with them, right? Right? Yeah, about that. It actually has nothing to do with pretty much anything regarding monetization or any sort of gaming laws within China, unlike all their other bands. What a Redditor has pointed out and is believed to be the primary reason as to why Diablo Immortal is delayed in China is because of a tweet from the Diablo Immortal Twitter onto Chinese Twitter or equivalent of what do they call it? Weibo? Weibo? It's hard for me not to look at the name W-E-I-B-O-U and not think Weaboo, and I know that is wrong. But basically, it's Chinese Twitter, and the Diablo Immortal account asks on there a phrase that roughly translates to, why isn't the bear stepping down? For those of you who have stayed out of this controversy, and don't know what the heck that means. Xi Jinping, the basically the basically dictator of China, even though technically not dictator, but you know semantics with the way they rule, right? The thing that ticks him off the most is being referred to as Winnie the Pooh. And so the term bear keeps being applied to Xi Jinping. This tweet originated from the U.S. It is believed this tweet, and I use the tweet with like air quotes, is the reason why Diablo Immortal has been delayed. 
it is also quite possible if China gets too angry that it'll also affect Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, and the new World of Warcraft expansion as well, as well as many other things that Activision Blizzard King has. And keep in mind the King element in that too. King has a lot of mobile games. Not having mobile games in the Eastern markets is killer to your business. So this can hurt them greatly. Now, what are my thoughts? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I want this game to fail. I want Diablo Immortal to fail. I wish no ill will on the people being forced by their corporate overlords to push the game. But I want it to fail. I am most likely not going to get my wish because there are far too many stupid people out there willing to be exploited by these disgustingly predatory uh, profiteering methods that are being used within Diablo Immortal. I cannot... So, it being banned in China? Personally, I think it's probably better for China. The game's already banned in the Netherlands. And in... Where's the other one? I want to say Germany? Or was it Norway? I'm now drawing a blank. As to where else it's been banned. But basically, I mean... The whole blasted thing... Someone in chat says it's Belgium. I believe that. The point is that the the game has already been banned in several places because those places have laws in place that prevent these sort of faux gambling games from trying to circumvent gambling laws. And honestly, I kind of wish that my own government here in the United States would tackle that sort of issue head on. Unfortunately, right now, there is way too many. It, someone did confirm it is the Netherlands and Belgium. Thank you. Unfortunately, right now, there are far too many bigger issues to fry right here in the U.S. that I'm not going to get into because, of course, this is a tech podcast. That being said, one senator, Senator Ted Cruz, did openly say he's willing to talk with Twitch streamer Asmongold regarding these predatory microtransactions, and I'm not going to lie. I'd watch that. I'd bring popcorn and watch that. I'd love to see where that goes. That, that is definitely going to be one. You, you bring all the popcorn to that one. That is going to be interesting. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's going to be interesting nonetheless. So that is, in fact, that Diablo Immortal has not been banned in China. It has been delayed. 
it might be banned for some very, very petty things unless Activision Blizzard bows down and kisses the ring of Xi Jinping. Part of me hopes they don't. That same part of me knows that's not going to happen. It's it's going to happen. It's going to launch, and I'll be sad about it. Speaking of Chinese controversy, let's talk about TikTok. You know, why not? Why not bring up our good old friend TikTok? Leaked audio from Haiti TikTok meetings show that U.S. user data has been repeatedly accessed by the Chinese government. Quick, raise your hands if you're surprised. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone who's been keeping tabs on all, all of the things that TikTok has been caught doing early on would not be surprised by this at all. Skimming MAC addresses from phones, accessing data that, data while the app is asleep on your phone. It's... It's been a comically uh, scummy thing. Someone in chat asks, we already knew this from the controversy, like what, what was it, three or four years ago? There were suspicions and there was evidence. Now we have even more evidence that, yes, in fact, this does go on. It's kind of like, you know, you have that really sketchy guy that you, you saw covered in blood that one day. It's just like, I think that guy murdered a guy. And now three years later, you found, you found him with, with a knife, too. That's kind of where we are, except, you know, this is just skimming data as opposed to murder. So, I mean, we're not really surprised. I just got to say this much. Be careful with TikTok. Because that app is just sketchy as heck. But don't worry, actually, because all of that. All of that's actually incorrect. You see. We have a. Very trusted source that shows that everything I just said is, in fact, completely and utterly false. TikTok is totally in the innocent. TikTok would never, ever, ever harvest your data and give it up by the order of the Chinese government. You want to know how we now know? Because well, TikTok says so. <laughs> Wouldn't you trust TikTok's word? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. TikTok said it's okay. I'm I'm not gonna lie. The timing of this one is absolutely hilarious as I was prepping for this podcast because this story surfaced shortly after the story surfaced that Activision Blizzard has found that Activision Blizzard has not had any sort of systemic sexual harassment going on in the workspace. It's okay. Everything, everything's fine at Activision Blizzard because Activision Blizzard says that everything's fine. 
Well, when you put it like that, how can I not trust you? Uh... Activision Blizzard needs glasses. Oh, no, 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 no. Activision Blizzard doesn't need glasses. Activision Blizzard needs to stop lying. You see, although we may not be alcoholics on days that end in... Anyway, we may not be alcoholics, but there's one thing that's important from the Alcoholics Anonymous lesson on recovery. And that's the first step is admitting you have a problem. Blizzard can't get that step first. They just can't. They just can't get to that step. It's just straight up denial, just as this right here from TikTok. Actually, this is less denial and just more saying, no, uh, we're totally doing everything right. Why would you think otherwise? Someone in chat says Activision Wizard, Activision Wizard, Activision Blizzard admits they have a problem. No, no, no. The problem is that they're not admitting they have a problem. That is actually the problem. Meanwhile, in Canada, a streaming bill is on its way to being passed. And this is a very odd little one because it's something that I never thought I would hear any country in the West try to pass. This is a weird one. If you ever think that only... Your government is defective. Here's for you. No, Canada is not part of the USA. (laughs) Believe it or not, person in chat. Bill C-11 has passed the third reading in the House of Commons. And here is what it does. The bill would update the Broadcasting Act and bring streaming platforms such as Netflix and Amazon Prime within the regulatory regime. It would also apply to platforms including YouTube and Spotify to make them promote Canadian music artists by law. That just seems surreal. (laughs) To just straight up say that, oh, hey, by the way, all of these platforms in which anyone can express their creativity freely. Yeah, now you have to promote Canadian music artists. First and foremost. What? This is one I'm going to have to look into further, but this was also an... This law was being talked about early on. Unfortunately, I was in the middle of moving when it was first being talked about by one streaming journalist, uh, Gary uh, Busey. No, not Gary Busey. Gary Busey is someone completely different. 
Wow, why am I blanking on the name now? Jeez. I know the last name's Busey. Zach. Zach Busey. That he was talking about this a couple weeks ago. In regards to how this law could greatly affect Twitch streaming, YouTube streaming, and the like. So it's going to be interesting to see how this pushes forward or if this law is challenged at all. By the by, real quick, before we move on to the next story... I do want to give a little bit of an update while I was away on Artisan Builds or Artesian Builds. Artesian Builds, for those who don't know, is a very small or was a very small computer manufacturer that would build what's referred to as boutique builds. They'd build you a custom computer. They'd put all sorts of custom this and that's in it. And then sell it off. Their marketing scheme, which is what kind of got them known, is that they would work with tons of streamers. And basically, from what I've seen, they carpet bombed pretty much Twitch streamers of all size to go ahead and try and get into their affiliate program, which, by the way, if you're a streamer, don't get into affiliate programs. Just don't. Affiliate programs basically just have you as the streamer give free advertisement. And because your audience is so small, you're never going to see a a kickback from it at all. I personally got one of these requests for artisan builds to be an affiliate of theirs. I turned it down simply because I value the ad space on my channel at a number more than zero. But getting back to the point, artisan builds made a massive controversy when in fact they violated national giveaway laws and California lottery laws by doing a giveaway and then at the last minute publicly re-roll who the winner is which is very illegal in the state of California where they operate simply because you cannot add conditions like that first off without making it public and then be in the case of in the case of the Californian law by saying you need to go ahead and reach a certain number of followers to even qualify for it that legally then makes it a lottery and thus makes it illegal.
But in any case, by doing so, the entire internet went and shamed them as they well deserved. Uh, They went very silent after trying to apologize three different ways and doing all three exactly incorrectly. And then it turned out that they were well behind on their business license and their state taxes and a whole lot of other slew of stuff and well in debt. And basically a few weeks later, it looked like they were going to declare bankruptcy. And in fact, they did very silently declare bankruptcy. All of their assets as a result have been put up for auction. And in fact, some people found their computers that were in the middle of being built and were already paid for being auctioned off. Even at the bitter end, they were real douchebags. Bravo. Just bravo. Someone in chat says they didn't have a legal option. The creditors are owed the money first. So they could have. The right thing to have done would be to first, and the order here is very specific. First, shut down the shop. Take in no new orders. Finish the orders you have out then declare bankruptcy. That order is very essential because that way, if you decided, because because this now, this freaking little derp gremlin here that ran this whole show, he if he wants to go ahead and try and get into the business again, he needs all the good PR he possibly can get. So now in addition to violating lottery law, that he went ahead and did everything in the wrong order and completely screwed the customers as one last what feels like to them a middle finger before going is not a good look. And I get it from a business point of view. It is hard to go ahead and do what I just said, because that order has to be done that exact way. Granted, I don't know how much further that guy's going to get in any field of management because, let's be honest, you look this guy up, you might not even find what I just described. You're probably going to find the give- the the bad giveaway first. And it is a shame. The company could have been saved. But not with him in any position of power within the company. But that is the official end of Otteson Builds. So, 
Someone in chat says any giveaway with some requirements from the company is a scam. Um, I want to say yes, but there is probably quite a few examples if I thought about it long enough where that wouldn't be the case. So I'm looking at at what topics we have up next. We're going to take our break a little early. When we come, when we come back, I want to talk about Hertz bleed, the new CPU vulnerability and the cryptocurrency winter. Yeah, you can see why I want a little bit more time to talk about this. We'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so a new vulnerability has been found. The Hertz Bleed. Of course. A new vulnerability. So obviously, we have to give it some wacky, quirky, crazy name like Hertz Bleed. But basically, this vulnerability doesn't really affect really anyone other than big data centers and also crypto miners, oddly enough. Because the vulnerability allows the stealing of currently in-cache decryption keys by utilizing the ability for turbo boosting. So eventually there'll be a patch, and for the most part, the only people who are vulnerable to this are, you know, your big data centers and crypto miners because one of the things that can steal is your crypto keys so of all the people it hurts for the most part none of us are going to really feel any sympathy for since uh, pretty much the entire cryptocurrency has just been one giant batch of uh, um what's the best way to phrase it pro fraud yeah it's kind of hard to feel sorry for the cryptocurrency community nowadays. It really, really is. You know, unless you actually know some of the people who bought into the whole thing and are one of the people who just had tons, underline tons of theoretical value stolen well, not really stolen, but lost as the entire crypto market is now worth less than $1 trillion for the first time in 16 months as cryptocurrency prices plummet. And a lot of this started as some major coins and infrastructures started failing such as the Celsius to crypto bank that's totally not a bank but is absolutely acting just like a bank even though they're totally not a bank don't call them a bank they really like they really don't like that and actually end up throwing a small temper tantrum anytime you call them a bank yeah and then on top of that you have other so-called stable coins losing value as pretty much every single so-called stable bubble begins to pop 
and the speculative assets that just became too big for their own good, like Ethereum and Bitcoin, just started plummeting as a result. Now, before anyone starts thinking, man, they lost trillions upon trillions, keep in mind, there was never the full value of the crypto market out there in actual cash. There never was. Because the only thing that gives cryptocurrency its value is speculation. It's, it's, it's that simple, guys. The only thing that gave Bitcoin and whatnot its value is that people believed that's what it was worth. If everyone cashed out on cryptocurrency, this is exactly what you would expect. You would expect the value of it to drop harshly, far more harshly than the actual value of currency that has been withdrawn out of the cryptocurrency market. The whole thing was overinflated. And it gets worse. Because in addition to all that, the price of Ethereum has now dropped to the point where it is no longer profitable to mine the, the cryptocurrency. Between the rising energy costs and the crashing value of the currency, the bubble is popped. So what does this mean? Well, this means now a lot of people aren't going to be mining the cryptocurrency at all. Which means there's going to be less out there to support the blockchain. So what's going to happen to all those miners? They have tons of GPUs and dedicated hardware just for doing that. If it's not profitable for them, what are they going to do? They're not going to keep it. By the time that it's profitable to mine Ethereum again, there's going to be new hardware out, better ways to do it, more efficient ways to do it. So there's only one thing that can happen. All those GPUs are free. They're free. Not literally, but they're free to now be sold on the used market. What we saw back in the GTX 10 series is happening now. All the GPUs that were bought up by cryptocurrency miners are now flooding onto the used market. This is now making it so that new GPUs, something amazing can happen to them. Something incredible, something we never thought possible. What is it? GPUs are selling for MSRP. They're actually
actually selling for the price that we were told they could from the get-go. What a concept! Someone just DM'd me this little bit, getting back to the Diablo Immortal topic. That someone has now run the math based on new people that have, in fact, spent a lot of money to try and figure out the, the actual rates of Diablo Immortal. In Diablo Immortal... Depending on your luck, can cost anywhere from fifty thousand to a to one hundred thousand dollars to max out a character in the current season, according to Andrew Dice. Boy, no, I'm sorry. It's actually worse than that. I misread it. Because of one other small little thing, you have to, in fact, multiply that number by six. $300,000 to By contrast, I bought my work for $525,000. What would you rather buy? A potential livelihood and an investment on a future? Or to max out your character in Diablo Immortal. Anyway, that that was just tweeted at me by um, some friends of the channel here. And when when I saw that, I just couldn't help but just bury my hands... in my head and vice versa somehow I I just can't even yeah then the then the game actually gets shut down and then now now what do you got Uh, 
Like the like here's the thing, like most people are never going to get into that, right? Most people when they hear about just how bad the monetization is, the fact that it costs $25 to go ahead and basically try to buy a gambling chance to level up a character in a game that is like so chalked full of chances to spend more money. That it's just, you're not going to pay it. The thing that really disgusts me is that there are people who have a serious gambling problem and would, because they have so little self-control, gamble away their livelihood just to feel that rush. And this game is blatantly, explicitly targeting them. Except whereas a slot machine, you have a chance, though a very small one, of coming out ahead. In the case of Diablo Immortal, you have a 0% chance coming out ahead. Because what you get is still fake. And that's why I hate it. Yeah, my business assets will outlive Diablo Immortal. Oh, speaking of business assets, you know what business assets aren't looking too good? Uh, Coinbase, who has laid off 18% of their staff. Whoops. So Coinbase, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically tried to launch themselves as the Apple of uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. And uh, basically became really famous after they went ahead and spent a disgusting amount of money for a Super Bowl ad that was just a QR code bouncing around on the screen like a DVD logo. Which is actually sounds much stupider than it actually is because it worked. It worked like nobody's business. So apparently they have grown too quickly. You want to know what the problem actually is? The problem is the fact that the cryptocurrency market is kind of in a phase where it's going on ice. It has done this several times now. And quite frankly, I kind of hope the crypto market pretty much does stay on ice. I really do. Because the crypto market has gone from a quirky little thing to, oh, hey, that has some potential, to we are just basically A-OK with just straight up being used for committing fraud. That is basically what the crypto exchange, that's basically what cryptocurrency has become now in the eyes of most of the people now. Because a lot of the crypto people just wanted to continue believing that everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing bad's going to happen, guys. 
Don't worry. It's all fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Everything's just going to go up in value for no adequately explored reason. But back to the whole GPU thing. This does give me hope. When you look at the price track of how things have been stock-wise, price-wise, and then also the profitability of Ethereum, we now see that GPU stock is now actually going up. And in fact, we can see here, right now, brand new AMD GPUs are now actually being sold at 8% below MSRP. And the MSRP of NVIDIA GeForce 30 series are currently selling for roughly only 2% above MSRP, which honestly is basically within the margin of error when it comes to these sort of things. Huzzah, huzzah. Everything's looking great, right? Right? Well, there's a couple of things. One, there is the energy crisis that's currently looming on the global scale. There's also economic problems such as the dreaded R word being uttered at least here in the States and in many other places. So financially, things are looking a bit sketch down the road. But here's the other thing. You know how I said that a lot of these GPUs are coming into the used market from cryptocurrency mining rigs? Yeah, people are finding that the memory modules have uh, taken quite a beating mining cryptocurrency for so long. Whoops. Yeah, that's a little concerning, isn't it? Now, this could actually be a number of things, to be perfectly honest. I mean, one, obviously, some of these cards have been running for, God, probably 24-7, 365, almost a whole year nonstop. So, of course, wear and tear to that skill is kind of expected. The other thing is that a lot of these cards were bought during shortages. So manufacturers are trying to find anything they could do to get these cards out despite the fact the components they wanted were unavailable. So it's quite possible that a lot of these memory chips were just defective and the excessive wear from cryptocurrency mining caused them to fail. So clearly the answer is to go ahead and just avoid used, right? 
not necessarily. There is a way to get around this. So here's the thing. First off, avoid buying used person to person unless you trust that person. Like right now, the worst place to buy a GPU is probably AliExpress or Wish.com. After that is going to be Craigslist. If you're going to go buy a used GPU, make sure it's a trusted website like an eBay and that as soon as you get the GPU, you test it. Run some Furmark, run some Ida64, run some anything. Whatever you got to trust the, DP, the GPU, stressed test the heck out of it. Yeah, don't buy your GPU from Facebook Marketplace. In fact, why are you on Facebook Marketplace? Get off Facebook Marketplace. Get off anything that has Facebook or Meta in it. Why are you supporting the lizard people known as Mark Zuckerberg? We can't let the, the few lizard people that actually exist win. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get to Mark Zuckerberg and his VR stuff, but man, every time he talks about VR, I swear, you, you could tell me that Mark Zuckerberg is actually an alien android trying to assimilate all of mankind into a singularity that could be devoured by him and his people from, from the planet Crouton 78. And I believe you. It just seems plausible with how just like, just the way the guy is, it is. It's nuts. So someone in chat says, didn't uh, Linus Tech Tips and J's Two Cents do a study showing that G used GPUs are fine? Yes, but the combination between these cards having such excessive use on it and the fact that when they were built during the shortage, it is being suspected that defective memory modules were being used and that's, what and that's what's failing on those. That's what's causing the concern. It's because of these shortages during the times that these were built. So, and again, whether there's a shortage or not, I would still just, when you're doing like a big $500 purchase for some used hardware that normally 700 or something like that, test it. Run some Furmark. Run some Idas, Ida64, I think, is only CPU now that I think about it. What's a good program for testing GPU memory? I'm sure there's something. Blender? I guess Blender. That would definitely do it. Oh! <laughs> I know one! <laughs> Just my cryptocurrency on it! <laughs> Don't actually do that, please. <laughs> In any case, just be careful out there, because, uh, again, like, we didn't hear about these sort of problems. <laughs> when the... 
We didn't hear about these sort of problems because no one could get a hold of these GPUs during the shortages. Now we got to deal with it if we go, go that route. All right, now let's talk about something that is also a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Solana. Solana is making a phone with the help of former essential workers. Okay, that sounds fine, right? A new smartphone. Everything's fine in that regards, right? An essential. Well, they made some interesting phones before. So what's the problem? Why am I talking about it? It is because it is a crypto phone. Perfect timing, huh? What a great time to go get a phone based around crypto. So the phone used to be known as the awesome, and by awesome, I mean O-S-O-M-O-V-1. And currently the whole point of the phone, which is priced at $1,000, pre-orders open now, and you need $100 to put down on it, and this massive 6.67-inch 120 hertz OLED display with 500 gigs of storage and 12 gigabytes of RAM, powered by Qualcomm's latest Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 chip, is all meant for one thing and one thing only. To have a cryptocurrency wallet built right in. Okay, that's innocent enough, I guess, right? Everything's fine in that regards, right? Well, not only that, but it's also built for Web3 and NFTs, and in fact has its own unique app store. Specifically to be decentralized. By being centralized through Solana Mobile. It's going to be decentralized by being centralized. Did I get that right? I want to make sure I understand this correctly. I, I just, I just can't even. I can't take this this seriously at all. You you just can't make this up. And what's even better is that you're coming out with this phone after the crypto crash. So do I need to tell anyone listening to this podcast, please don't buy this phone. This is a really stupid idea. Please don't buy this phone. Do I need to tell anyone here that? Can we all just acknowledge that um, 
that, you know, this is terrible. A terrible idea. Yeah, no, just, just don't. Just don't do it. It's going to be a bad time. Uh, meanwhile. I was going to talk about the SpaceX fire firings and I thought better of it. But now I've mentioned about it. Yeah, Elon Musk fired five SpaceX employees over a letter being critical of Elon Musk, and people believe this is against labor laws. I'm not going to lie, when I first put that in the stack, I thought I'd have more stuff to say about it, but in the end, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know California labor laws. And that's just kind of how that thing has to go. Is it illegal? I don't know. Is it unethical? Kind of. It definitely comes off as douchey to me. But in any case, are we getting to the virtual reality block? No, actually, we're a bit ways a bit a ways away from it. Let's actually talk about. Someone in chat says, I believe it. That's the Tesla facilities in Texas. Where is SpaceX located? I don't know. I know more about Wisconsin labor law, and I'm fairly certain that uh, SpaceX is not in Wisconsin, Texas, Mexico border. So, yeah, it would be Texas labor laws. I don't know enough about Texas labor laws. Like, for the most part, I just know that um, there's there's only, like, a handful of laws that I actually know that are, like, national, and most of them have to do with uh, hiring people. So, I, I, so it's, it's like, I don't know how it would go down. I don't know what is and, is, is and isn't illegal for it. And the more I think about it, the less I care. <laughs> I think it's pretty much like the point I want to get across as far as the Elon Musk and SpaceX story. Someone in chat says Texas is a right, right to work state. The thing is that I don't know, the, the big question is, can you be fired in Texas over your opinion about your boss? Here in the state of Wisconsin, technically there's nothing stopping you, but there's a lot of hesitation for that sort of thing because there's other ways that you can that it can bite back so someone in chat sa says that it that it can happen alright well then the bird is wrong surprise surprise <laughs> and instantly I kind of don't really like I, like I said the more I thought about the story as I get closer to it it's just like wait 
I seem to have stopped caring. And that's kind of where I stand on it now. It's just like, yeah, don't care. That's more of a issue between Elon and the five employees that were fired. And I wish the best for them. I mean, here's the other thing. Like, more than likely those... The people that work at SpaceX, they're one of two things. They're either rocket engineers or they're developers. If you're an engineer, more than likely you can easily land on your feet no problem in just about any engineering field. If you're a developer, they're hired now. They already have jobs. They somehow got hired by someone else before they were even fired. The demand for developers right now is silly. It is absolutely crazy. Like somehow they sensed they were about to lose their jobs. And then a hiring firm for somewhere else sensed they were going to lose their jobs and then hired them before, before they were even fired. I'm making that up, obviously, but it's crazy. You know what else is crazy? A, uh, AI. AI is crazy. Let's talk about Google's AI bots. All right, so here is the story. And I want you at home to say whether you think sentient or not sentient. A Google AI chatbot, according to an engineer, said that it said something that proved it was sentient, that it was self-aware and could think. And for leaking out the chat log, this engineer was suspended. The AI known as Lambda, with no association to Half-Life at all, and thus hopefully will not make a contact to aliens and cause a cascade resonance effect that will lead to the dawn of City 17 and us having to fight off headcrabs with crowbars, this AI showed signs of being lonely and wanting to learn more about people. So I ask you, listeners in chat, do you think this AI is sentient? Yes or no? Just real quick, in your head. No. No. Maybe. Here are my thoughts. If you ever go into my chat at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon, we actually have a number of text bots that will go ahead and, and do things based on commands you send it. One of which is named Nightbot. Nightbot we have coded in such a way that it has witty remarks to what people say. 
some people think that it is a sassy, sentient AI. You want to know how Nightbot is coded? Those of you who actually know the Twitch space fairly well know something about Nightbot. It is a very dumb bot. All it does is issue commands based on commands that is issued to it. It can go ahead and take song requests. It will go ahead and see naughty words and suspend people. It will go ahead and provide information if you put in a certain command. It's a very basic bot. And in fact, using that, one of our moderators went ahead and made it seem like it's alive when it is in fact not. If you type in but, B-U-T, Nightbot will respond, eh, you said but. If you respond with, what are some of the other ones? There's lots of, there, there's a lot of them that it does, and I'm now drawing a blank on them because of course I am. Oh yeah, GG, more like JG. If you type in its name, it, it, go, it throws a dabbing emote. If you type in why, it throws back why do you have to question everything. Nightbot is not sentient. Not even close. There are also some other bots that are closer to AI. These bots are called Markov bots. In our own... Uh, Chan, in, in our own kind of Twitch community, we've seen one around at various places called Zypara, which learns from everyone else how sentences and how words are structured into intelligent phrases and then spits out things basically at random. And you get some very interesting replies from it, but it itself is not sentient someone in chat says the most sentient bot is Ankbot. Ankbot is actually just as stupid as nightbot Ankbot is a very basic bot but a very powerful one we actually use Ankbot here in my twitch channel although it goes by a different name it is the falco bot there's another bot that actually is custom coded for another discord i'm in the bot is called Alos. Alos is another Markov bot. However, uh, the things Alos says are uh, special, such as adult, comma, it but I fing earth. <laughs> is indeed or Buddhist mythology probably there's there's a lot someone asked what about me seeks me six honestly is kind of in the same sort of thing most of the bots that you kind of see in chat rooms and whatnot, there is no actual real a true AI to them. There is pretty much an algorithm 
where it tries to learn. But we haven't really seen anyone yet that uses true AI. There is no bot currently that can be truly made sentient. But there is another problem with that. We don't even have a kind of definition for what makes a sentient AI or not. If I go ahead and make a bot say a string of code, say have it say a string of phrases to make it sound like it's having an intelligent conversation with you, does that make it sentient? Heck, with Alos in particular, you can have a pretty long-going conversation about nothing with it for a while. But it's not smart. It's just saying phrases at random that it's learned and believes that is a correct phrase, but it's not actually analyzing what you're saying and trying to talk back and forth with you. It's just saying things at random. And fortunately, because of its algorithm, it's making sense more often than it's not. So, is Lambda sentient? No. But you know what? You want to know where AI can be helpful? AI could have it in video games down the road that NPCs could be conscience and have feelings. Now, on its face, this sounds incredibly stupid. This sounds incredibly, incredibly silly. But hear me out for a second. Hey, Final Fantasy fourteen people. AI-powered Yashtola. There are half the player base will never leave their home. I guarantee it. And there, there's going to be a whole new level of, of crazy for you. Whoo boy. For those who don't get the reference, imagine, if you will, a game in which the characters are relatable. Ones that you actually do care for. Ones that you actually, as the story progresses, truly do hope the best for them. And then with the power of AI down the road, they actually respond intelligently as though they actually were real people. I think with that, we need to take a break here, go outside and touch grass for a little bit because that horrifying dystopian future already kind of scares me. When we come back, let's talk about Microsoft and uh, putting an end, possibly, to uh, private servers, in a way.
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so here's a problem that Microsoft's about to have. They have implemented a system that allows people to ban other players from any Minecraft server, including private Minecraft servers. I want you to think about this for a moment and see if you can spot the problem. The new system would allow people to report and ban other players from any Minecraft server, including private ones. So how long until your precious little Minecraft server gets raided by trolls and you end up being banned from your own Minecraft server? Like, like what, how long do you think it would take? I, I'd say approximately 0 0.1 seconds. I'd say that's exactly how long it would take. It would take negative time for this to happen. It has already happened. The policy hasn't gone in yet, and it has already happened. So, I mean, I have to ask, who thought this one up? Like, come on. Someone in chat asked, how long has it been since Minecraft, uh, since, or uh, when Microsoft took over uh, Bojang, the ma maker of Minecraft? I believe that happened in 2014? Yeah, 2014. It actually says right here in the article. So about eight years. Now, I'll just tell you this right now. This is going to get re, re, re this is going to end up with a revision. There is no way, none, zip zero, nada, any sort of way that this moderation policy is going to go ahead and actually last. There is absolutely no way. It is going to get reversed or revi revised in some way shape or form all right but now you're you're hoping there's like some redeeming part of microsoft right after you've gone ahead and uh hear about some sort of terrible decision that microsoft just made you want to hear something good that microsoft's done right right and you're expecting me to just tell you that there's no way for that to happen, right? I got good news for you. It can happen. For you see, Microsoft has uh, very quietly given the people of Russia a great blessing. 
they have done amazing great things for the people of russia and have turned off the ability to download windows 10 and 11 and any updates to the people of russia now i feel that this is a little unfair i have been trying to find ways to have microsoft stop sending me updates that i don't want and ruin my entire audio setup with every single update for years and now they're just going to freely give this ability to russia this is this is outrageous this is just absolutely outrageous i cannot believe that microsoft would <laughs> it's hard for me to keep a straight face after seeing some of the comments in in chats I can't, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> so yeah, obviously this, uh, this halt of support and downloads to Russia is an obvious, uh, pr- um, nonviolent protest against the forces that be in Russia from invading Ukraine, obviously, but I couldn't help but just chuckle at the fact that what do you mean they could they're not getting updates and we do i want to not get updates i just simply could not help myself uh i'm sure someone wants wants, wants to comment about how just like oh man this is this is unfair to the people of russia etc cetera, etc cetera. Honestly, yeah, a little bit. But then again, as someone who works with computers very much on the regular, the number of times I need to go to Microsoft and download a fresh ISO of Windows 10 or Windows 11 is, oddly enough, few and far between. So I don't think this is going to hurt too many people in Russia. But those that it will, they are going to be frustrated. They might even turn to Linux. Oh, no. Actually, I think that might be their only option because I'm pretty sure you can't buy a Mac in Russia either. Uh. Oh, someone actually just me- just mentioned the obvious answer. The same answer I went to during my restoration days of PCs torrent yeah obviously all right with that said uh, we need to give a moment of silence after our light hearty comedy we need to mourn the passing of a legend a piece of software that changed the world forever a piece of software that stood the test of time and will never be forgotten because of how many god headaches it gave me. Internet Explorer is officially dead. The tragic thing, however, is that it lives on in Microsoft Edge and is going to continue to give me nothing but migraines with Microsoft Edge, which is now basically Chrome, but worse. Now, with that said, how much do you want to bet that if I install Windows 11 and try to open a Flash file, Internet Explorer is going to somehow, 
somehow rear its head. Like, that's the thing. Like, you think it's gone. How many of you have Windows 10 and assume you do not have Internet Explorer, that you only have Microsoft Edge, right? That's what all of you assume, right? What if I told you you still have IE? What if I told you it's still there? It is. It's still there. I'm willing to bet it's in Windows 11 too. Support might be over, no more updates ever coming to the thing, but guess what? That just means it's going to grow stronger. And by stronger, I mean more, be more of a security vulnerability than ever. So yeah, IE dead, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, someone in chat did say that in Windows 11, it is entirely gone, completely, never to be seen again. Is it bad that I know Microsoft well enough to, to, to disbelieve? Like, I don't doubt you, but at the same time, I doubt it. Like, part of me still thinks that somehow, somehow it's still in there. Maybe it's actually gone from my system, too. Internet. Oh, no, it is still there. <laughs> it is still there. It is still there in my in my up-to-date Windows 11. Oddly enough, I type in Internet Explorer. What do you think the first thing that popped up is? What do you think the first thing that popped up when I type in Internet Explorer into the search bar on the on the start on the start bar? What do you think the first thing that popped up is? It's not hard. Yeah, first guess, Edge. Edge was the first thing that popped up. Of course it was. Second thing, Internet Explorer app. Internet Explorer is still on my system. What if I type in Chrome? Okay, I will give the search bar credit. With how weird Microsoft has been, I totally expected typing in Google Chrome into the search bar would have had Microsoft Edge pop up first and then Google Chrome. Do I have Firefox installed on this machine? I do. And Edge didn't fire up when I did that either. Someone in chat said Chrome used to be great, but holy memory, memory hog Batman. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you mean. It's not a memory hog at all. Just because Google Chrome is using exactly 2.6 gigabytes of my memory does not mean it's a memory hog at all. Oh man. Google Chrome is the reason why my system has 32 gigs of RAM. I'm just saying. Google Chrome is 100% the reason. Someone in chat says, use Opera. Man, Opera is like... 
after the I, I can't remember what it was there was something I was reporting on and opera just came off as like very very oddly sketch and I was just like yeah I I, I can live without that though real talk on my um on my work computer I use Chrome for business applications because a lot of them require Chrome. Like you try using them on Firefox or anything else or even Edge, it just freaks out. But then for just like side stuff, Firefox. Just so I have that layer of separation between business and personal on the same computer. Same thing with my personal... uh, workstation they take on the on the go it's got chrome on it for those applications that require it like quickbooks and then uh firefox for just all the other stuff keep the search history separate keep the data separate etc etc someone in chat said if we talk about chrome you'll change your os to chrome os from Windows 10. Never before have I have I ever seen a dumber statement ever uttered in my chat ever, either sarcastically or seriously. No, do not install. Do not install Chrome OS on anything unless it is a decrepit system that barely l- runs like most flavors of Linux. That reminds me, one of these days, I really do want to toss a Atom-based um, Dell convertible tablet PC to a Linux guru I know and just say like, here, I want you to see what you can get running on this thing because it barely functions under the OS that it actually needs to run on. I think it runs on Windows 10 and that's what it's supposed to run on. It does it poorly. Very, very poorly. Uh, What are we talking about? All right, Microsoft. Hey, do you know that Microsoft is bringing back File Explorer tabs to Windows 11? So while you're going ahead and running through your File Explorer, you too can have a competition between your Chrome browser and File Explorer as to who can install or who can have the most tabs open. Someone in chat asks if it runs, or someone in chat says if it runs Windows 10, it'll run any Linux. So here's the problem. Because we tried to have it run on uh, Ubuntu Tablet Edition. The wireless card was not supported by Ubuntu. At least the certain flavor of Ubuntu he tried to get it to run on. He tried a newer one and it barely ran. It's a freaking tablet, (laughs) you Wi-Fi. What am I going to do? Freaking run the Ethernet to my freaking tablet? Oh, man. Here, look at this nice, convenient, pocket-sized computer. Oh, man. Let me go run the f- 
500 foot freaking ethernet cable from my tablet to the freaking wall. <laughs> no! Get out of here with your idiocy. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not running a 100 foot ethernet cable. Running any cable from the wall to a tablet that isn't power is silly. I would just say that. It's one thing if you're running like a diagnostic cable from your tablet to some piece of equipment you're trying to diagnose. That's one thing. <laughs> to run Ethernet. <laughs> to run your just straight up solid core Cat 6. <laughs> from <laughs> to your tablet. No! No! It's USB. This tablet doesn't have USB-C. That's the first problem. The tablet we're trying to like find a second life for is a Dell Venue 10. I think is the, is the model of it. It's still packed away right now. But um, it's like soldered on RAM, soldered on SOC, of course. It's just, yeah, no. It most likely will not have a second life. Maybe a Linux guru with way too much time on their hands can uh, get, get some extra life on it. And honestly, if they can, I just, I honestly would just give it to them. Because otherwise, for me, it would just, uh, it would just end up as e-waste. Because I've tried squeezing more life out of it, and it's, it's a struggle. It really is. As much as I love that little thing. Or I get it to run Ragnarok Online and nothing else. People in chat, I forgot Dell made tablets. I forgot Dell exists. I can't forget Dell exists because every single day I sit down, I have three Dell logos staring back at me. <laughs> when I wake up and go next to me, oh, there's a Dell. When I go and get breakfast and walk out of the kitchen, up, oh, hey, look, there's my three Dell power edges. When I sit down on my computer, up, oh, there's three Dell monitors. Honestly, Dell does make. <laughs> Someone asked in chat, have you tried talking to your doctor about that? Dude, real talk though, Dell and HP both, they make some very good stuff when they try but when they don't try holy cow does it show dell power edge monitors fantastic love them new old they are rock solid amazing units you get the basic monitors they're just nothing they're nothing by comparison You get a Dell Optiplex? Eh, 
it's a boring machine, but man, will that sucker outlive everyone. Unless you try doing something stupid to it, like trying to overclock it or install an RTX 3060 into it. Unless you do something stupid like that, that sucker will run. Dell Precision. Everything in there is proprietary AF, but man, that thing is a beauty of engineering. Dell PowerEdge, as long as you don't get the super cheap stuff, they are just amazing. Simply amazing. (laughs) Someone in chat says over-engineering. Oh yeah, it is. It is over-engineered. Alienware, man, Alienware is tragic. What Dell did to Alienware should be illegal. I've said it time and time again. When Dell bought Alienware, there actually was something amazing. They were big, heavy, chunky, magnesium alloy machines. You open up the bottom of it, you had everything, dual frickin' MXM GPUs, socketed CPU, you had access to everything. That thing was a beauty. You could beat a man with that. Alienware nowadays... Everything's soldered on. Everything overheats. If it's actually their desktop line, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow, they made everything so, 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 so much worse than it absolutely has to be. Using some proprietary 12-volt system. And a motherboard that's screwed directly into the chassis instead of on standoffs. No, it's just nothing standard. The whole thing is just cheaply made. You can tell the whole, and the whole thing cooks. The whole thing just cooks. Oh yeah, and the, and the, oh yeah, and the motherboard. Someone in chat says they had to cheap out to make it profitable. The thing is, is that in order to go ahead and custom engineer a unique shape to the motherboard to go ahead and fit in this chassis to make the front I.O. That's not cheap. They they cheaped out in some areas. Yes, like there's obviously some cost cutting measures, but then there's just weird choices they made. That. Clearly were not that clearly weren't cheap to do. Like the the plastic shell was incredibly expensive to manufacture and go ahead to then make to mass produce. In the end it made the case it made the system so much worse. Like the people who are in charge of the Alienware's division right now, I'm sorry, they are idiots. both from a business financial aspect of trying to create the most profit. They are terrible in that regard because they're just wasting money making poor decisions. 
And then from the consumer's perspective, the stuff they have is so overpriced and is just ineffective and ineffective as well. And is incredibly consumer unfriendly for the purposes of upgrading and servicing. It is a lose, lose, lose. Producing at a scale makes sense. It would if it was something that was more mass produced. But for the Alienware Aurora, where um, you only sell a handful of them, it just, it's bizarre. It just really, really is. Now, if it was the... Wait. Now that I think about it. Someone in chat mentioned if it was their Halo product, I understand. I don't think Alienware has a Halo product anymore. I want to say the Area 51 is gone, which was their pyramid tower. They had the Area, um, they had, they had the Alienware Area 51M, which was a fantastic Halo product laptop that used a desktop processor. That's gone now. Are there no Halo products out of Alienware anymore? Oh my, there aren't. Wow. There are no Halo products out of Alienware anymore. None. No Threadripper based gaming PC, no um, enthusiast platform Core i9 based system, no ultra high end laptop. Is it all just to justify the G series gaming ser series now? Eagle's mind is well. Imagine this. Imagine for a moment that one day you decided to look at what kind of Ford Mustangs they made, and the only one they made was like a four seater sedan hybrid engine, and that's it. That's what this is the equivalent of. Like all they have, like all. Like, all that they sell is just, like, some mid-tier nonsense. That's all Alienware is now. They just sell, sell mid-tier gaming laptops. That's it. And granted, I get you can't exactly sell the dual, the dual SLI 
gaming laptops anymore or the crazy, you know, Crossfire laptops. Because SLI and Crossfire is dead, of course. But still, it's all thin in lights. It's all just basic. If you want the crazy over the top laptops, guess what? You're going to frickin' main gear. Anyway, um, with now rambling on about nothing for way too long, and now unsure of how much time I actually have left to talk about things, how much time do I have to talk about things? I actually don't know. Well, while that's all loading, let's actually talk real quick about one of the biggest, no, really, people have found that workers that are working in virtual reality for a week are less productive than people working in reality reality. Really? Really? I just... I had no idea. No way. Who would have thought that people who are basically in a video game all day are less productive than people who are not? I am, I, I am stunned. Underline stunned by this revelation. We're going to take our last break here and we come back. Let's get to the weird stories, shall we? Because, man, do we have a lot of them. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Once again, we're finding ourselves with a lot more stuff to talk about and very little time to do it. So we have a short segment here. Let's get through as much as we can. First things first. Let's try and not get distracted. First things first. Microsoft and Meta are teaming up to create Metaverse standards. Apple and Google are sitting out. Mostly because, well, nobody is entirely certain what a Metaverse even is. Let's be perfectly honest for a second. Define a metaverse. What is a metaverse? (laughs) So far we have it's VR chat, which is actually incorrect. And the other answer we have is no. Realistically, all a metaverse is, is a space in VR where a marketplace exists that they can profit off of. That is the only definition we have been given by these people that are working on this thing that no one has yet defined it as 
anything. Embrace the metaverse. Tell us what it is. Like, no one can actually define this thing because no one has defined it. But it's okay. It's okay. Because despite the fact we don't have a name for it yet, you too can buy really, really creepy outfits for your metaverse uh, avatar that um, will be launching uh, soon. I would like to apologize for all the video users who had to be subjected to the picture of the uh, metaverse models in these designer clothes because I'm fairly certain all their eyes just stole all of your souls. And I'd like to apologize for that. You may contact the lizard people of Mark Zuckerberg to claim your soul again. Someone in chat says same body for all. Wait. Is it really? Wait a second here. I'm looking at the two at the far end. The. What I assume is supposed to be the male and female model. I mean, it is possible. What is the, uh, the, what I would assume is the male model could also be a uh, a very butch uh, woman. But like their body shape is like exactly the same. Like even in the chest, it looks the same. Okay, I I think I'm looking at this long enough that my soul has been stolen by the lizard people. Anyway, uh, speaking of lizard people, Mark Zuckerberg unveils his ultra-realistic VR display prototypes. (sighs) I I just... Here's going to be my policy on this, all right? And I'm still sticking to it because I have negative trust in Meta, the parent company of Facebook. I don't care how cheap it gets from Meta. If a VR set is coming from Oculus or Meta and it has to go through the Oculus or Meta ecosystem, it is an automatic deal breaker for me. It simply is because Facebook has proven again and 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 again. They deserve about as much of my trust as I give to TikTok. So, yeah, we have these new VR headsets that Mark Zuckerberg can seem like a soulless lizard person while wearing and showing off to the world and saying how cool it is. 
coming with the highest quality VR uh, battery life and weight, some of the best out there in the world, it's still a deal breaker for me. It just simply straight up is. No ifs, ands, or or buts about it. No deal. But come on, you can't you give Meta the benefit of the doubt, you might think? It can't all be that bad, right? Right? Just 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 give give Zuckerberg a chance. I'm sure things will be fine once you get to learn them, right? Right? Meta has been sued for deliberately using a, quote, addictive algorithm in Instagram and Facebook. They are now being served with eight different lawsuits. Talk about how its algorithm is deliberately targeting young people to hook them yeah let, let, let's be perfectly honest though who who is truly shocked by this no one literally no one yeah that's what i thought yeah surprise surprise Someone in chat says, like mobile games. No, we already had the discussion about the predatory microtransactions of Diablo Immortal and how it is basically just straight up targeting anyone who has any potential to to fall victim to having a gambling addiction. We absolutely don't need that. What we do need is some early reviews on the... uh, on the new M2 processor, which we now do. PC Mag has gotten their hands on the MacBook Pro 13 inch that has the new Apple M2 processor and it's okay. For the most part, the CPU is Basically everything we expected from the M1, which is insane performance per watt. And that's one thing I want to stress again and again and again. Despite the fact that Apple seems absolutely obsessed. And I want to stress obsessed with trying to tout the Apple Silicon chip as being the best processor out there bar none. It's not. Power-wise, the M1 can be beat by other chips, no matter how big it is. Where the M1 and the M2 excel, and they excel by a wide margin, is performance per watts, which makes these suckers a just insane heart of laptops, tablets, and portable computing. You know, once it's supported by all developers. So, how much faster is the M2 versus the M1? Eh. About 8-9%. How good is the GPU performance over the other one? 
eh, you're, you're, you're not entirely sure at all. It's what the M2 is versus the M1 is a generational improvement. The M2 is not going to dawn any sort of new renaissance for ARM as a main computing processor. What will change that opinion is more and more people utilizing this chip more efficiently and actually having their products support it better rather than using their, what is it, the Rosetta emulation layer, layer or whatever the heck it is, whatever the heck Apple calls it for emulating x86 processes on ARM. Yeah, someone in chat mentioned that, that this, the entire laptop consumes only 10 watts at idle. Come on, that's 10 watts. The entire system, including the screen. 10 watts. Now, of course, these reviews are pointing out something that I was very baffled by. Why is this why is this design of laptop allowed to still exist? Think about this for a second. In the Apple lineup, you have the new MacBook Air, which is now a notched laptop. Uh, but it's nice, thin, light. Supports MagSafe. And also has two Thunderbolt ports on it and a headphone jack. The MacBook Pro. 14-inch MagSafe charger. I think it's either two or four Thunderbolt ports, so you have a lot of expansion there. And your mainstream ports as well. Your HDMI, your SD, your SD card, card reader your USB-A. You've got the whole array. You've got it all. So you've already got a 14-incher. And then you made a 16-incher based on that, and it's even bigger and better. So why on earth would you continue to make a 13-inch that has all the flaws of the previous 13-inch with its touch bar that you're trying to phase out of existence. But everyone knows this laptop is not, has no future. It has a gimmick feature on it that is going to be phased out completely. We all know this. The touch bar has no future. Why would you not just discontinue it altogether? Why would you not just make the 14 inch MacBook Pro your baseline MacBook Pro, since you already pretty much admitted it's gonna be. Do we just have that many of these chassis still lying around? Okay, fine, I get that, but then why not just say, oh, hey, we're gonna keep the M1 13-inch MacBook Pro, but we're gonna reduce the price to get out all the old stock of the M1 chips and boards as well. It's a very, very confusing decision. And the reviewing board is now looking at it and saying, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense too. We're equally as baffled. But it is what it is. What can you do? All right. Speaking of weird devices, I want to talk about nothing. 
talk about what? Nothing. We're going to talk about nothing. No, this isn't some sort of play on words. We're going to talk about nothing. Nothing, if you forgot, is a company that exists for reasons that cannot be explained that tries to make buzzword-worthy electronic devices, and now they have made a phone. It is, in fact, called the Nothing Phone 1. And for the most part, it looks like an iPhone with a clear back, which I'm not going to lie. It kind of looks cool, if only because it kind of gives you that, like, cyberpunk, like, sci-fi movie prop phone vibe. With, like, the unique light shapes on the back, the fact that you can program those lights to tur- turn on for certain activities that you're that you're doing like if a if a cer- certain person's calling a certain ringtones and just it's a very interesting concept i'll give it that but in the end it's just yet another phone and what makes it even worse you're not going to be able to get this in the US After hyping up the U.S. tech media for months, what do the nothing fans get? Nothing. Literally nothing. Someone in chat asked, does have a headphone jack? I do not see one in this article. I will have to look in a moment. Uh, Nothing. Phone one. We're seeing a lot of pictures of the top side of it. I can't find any of the underside of it. So like we see the top side is just smooth. It has a very like iPhone 4 kind of band design on it that I actually kind of like. Um, If that is it. No, that's the wrong bottom. I got a feeling there's no headphone jack. Yeah, no, there, there isn't They're They're selling it with wireless earbuds. So if you need to have a headphone jack, it's not happening. But you know what you need? You need this last verb. The last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. And you know what? This one is quite the doozy. You know, 
have you ever wished and i know this is actually very inappropriate for someone in the chat who recently just had a deceased one pass on but have you ever wished you could hear your relative's voice one last time well for reasons that i cannot explain amazon decided we got your back because apparently a new feature on the amazon can listen to a relative's voice for only a few minutes and be able to create a synthetic copy of that voice to use for your Amazon Echo. Never before. Amazon has done some very weird things that make you feel a bit uneasy but man not only is there just the security risks in all of this but let's even pretend that security wise everything's on the up and up everything's rock solid do you really want gram gram's voice coming out of your smart speaker after you just got o- o- just got over and have come to the acceptance that she's in a better place now? No. No, now now she's in your your speaker. All right. Well, we're just going to file that under Amazon is basically the new Skynet and we'll just see how that's used against us later folks that's going to do it for for me today thank you so much for listening i encourage you check out the daily podcast the early bird briefing which airs every single morning at 2 a.m the beauty is you can always listen to it whenever you wake up and that's 2 a.m central time so even if you're across the pond you'll most likely be able to catch it right as as your way in to work anyway and check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon we do have a bonus subscriber episode for eagle eyes on tech coming up anchor.fm slash eagle eyes on tech take care and i hope you have a great day bye-bye I'm just saying, I'm not ready for the Terminator to start coming after me with with a grandmother's voice. Oh, hello there, sweetie. Would you like some cookies? Also, report to the nearest outpost. Organic life form, you must be exterminated. There's even some of my precious peanut butter cookies there. Yeah, so not ready for that apocalypse.